This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of cartilage from the basic science section on orthobullets.com. The main types of cartilage include articular or hyaline cartilage, fibrocartilage, which is found at the tendon ligament junction with bone, and fibroelastic cartilage, which is found in the menisci, elastic cartilage, which is found in the trachea, and epiphyseal cartilage, which is found at the growth plates. Cartilage contents are avascular, aneural, and alymphatic. The cells in cartilage are chondrocytes. The extracellular matrix is made up of water, collagen, proteoglycans, and non-collagenous proteins. As far as cell differentiation, cartilage is formed from mesenchymal stem cells designated towards the cartilaginous lineage. This involves a multi-step process involving activation and migration of cells to necessary sites. SOX9 is a key transcription factor involved in the differentiation of cells towards the cartilage lineage. This has been a tested point on previous exams, so I'll say it again. SOX9 is a key transcription factor involved in the differentiation of cells towards the cartilage lineage. As far as metabolism of cartilage, this is regulated through mechanical stimulation. The pH of cartilage is 7.4, and disruption in pH can lead to an abnormal cartilage structure. As far as nutrition of cartilage, oxygen and other nutrients are supplied to cartilage from synovial fluid diffusion. As far as loading of cartilage, physiologic loading is chondroprotective. Underloading leads to cartilage thinning, tissue softening, and reduced proteoglycan content leading to cartilage fibrillation, ulceration, and erosion. Overloading leads to cartilage damage in vitro only, as this has not been shown in the clinical setting. Now let's talk about articular or hyaline cartilage in a bit more detail. We'll talk specifically about the location of articular or hyaline cartilage, the composition of articular or hyaline cartilage, and the function of articular or hyaline cartilage. So as far as location, articular or hyaline cartilage is found at the articular surfaces and the nasal septum. As far as composition of articular cartilage, it is mostly composed of water, then collagen, then proteoglycan, then non-collagenous protein, and then finally the cells. Water equals 65 to 80% of the mass of the cartilage. Type 2 collagen provides the cartilaginous framework and tensile strength. Proteoglycans function to provide compressive strength and attract water. And chondrocytes produce collagen, proteoglycans, and enzymes. As far as the function of articular cartilage, it decreases friction and distributes loads. Cartilage exhibits stress shielding of the solid matrix components due to its high water content, the incompressibility of water, and the structural organization of the proteoglycan and collagen molecules. Now let's talk about fibrocartilage in a bit more detail. We'll discuss location, composition, and function. As far as location of fibrocartilage, it is found at the tendon ligament junction with bone. It's also found at the pubic symphysis, annulus fibrosis of the intervertebral disc, and the menisci. As far as composition of fibrocartilage, it is predominantly type 1 collagen. Extracellular matrix is composed of proteoglycans. It's also composed of chondrocytes and water. With respect to fibroelastic cartilage, this contains fewer proteoglycans and glycoproteins compared to hyaline cartilage. As far as the function of fibrocartilage, it is part of the healing response to injury of articular cartilage, including chondroplasty microfracture, drilling, 
and or abrasion arthroplasty. Fibrocartilage also functions to provide compressive strength. Now let's talk about elastic cartilage in a bit more detail. We'll discuss location, composition, and function. As far as the location of elastic cartilage, it's found in the auricle of the external ear, the epiglottis, and the auditory tube. As far as the composition of elastic cartilage, it is composed of chondrocytes surrounded by a thin collagenous network. Elastic cartilage is predominantly composed of type 2 collagen, it has an elastin fiber network, and an extracellular matrix composed of proteoglycans and glycoproteins. It's also composed of chondrocytes and water. As far as the function of elastic cartilage, it is obviously highly elastic and is designed to tolerate repetitive deformation. Finally, let's talk about epiphyseal cartilage in a bit more detail. We'll talk about location, composition, histology of the epiphyseal cartilage, and function. As far as location of the epiphyseal cartilage, it is also known as the epiphyseal plate or epiphyseal ossification center and is found between the epiphysis and metaphysis at each end of long bones. As far as the composition of epiphyseal cartilage, it's composed of stacked chondrocytes, which are divided into different zones of maturation. It's also composed of proteoglycans and growth factor, for example, BMP2, which are found in the extracellular matrix between chondrocytes. Remember, there will be progressive chondrocyte maturation and calcification of the extracellular matrix in the epiphyseal cartilage. There will also be infiltration of osteoprogenitor cells to produce osteoblasts and osteoid. As far as the histology of the epiphyseal cartilage, you will have a reserve zone, a proliferative zone, a hypertrophic zone, primary spongiosa, and a secondary spongiosa. As far as the function of epiphyseal cartilage, remember that linear growth is achieved via endochondral ossification, and it can also allow for extensive bone deformity remodeling potential. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, Genetic analysis has revealed a strong linkage between osteoarthritis in women with which of the following molecules? And the choices are 1, TGF-beta, 2, collagen type 9, 3, bone sialoprotein, 4, hyaluronic acid, and 5, basic fibroblast growth factor. The correct answer to this question is 2, collagen type 9. So it is believed that both genetic and environmental factors play a role in the development of osteoarthritis. Recent studies revealed that several genetic predispositions may be contributing to the disease process. A recent genetic analysis of over 400 families showed that type 9 collagen is linked to the development of osteoarthritis in women. Mice with a type 9 collagen gene deletion are also susceptible to early arthritis. Other genes, such as cartilage enzyme agrokinase, ADAM-TS5, have also been associated with osteoarthritis. And moving on to the final question, SOX9 is a key transcription factor involved in the differentiation of which of the following cell lineages? And the choices are 1, osteoclasts, 2, osteoblasts, 3, chondrocytes, 4, fibroblasts, and 5, SOX9 is not a transcription factor, it is a transmembrane tyrosine kinase receptor. The correct answer to this question is 3, chondrocytes. So SOX9 is considered a, quote, master switch for the differentiation of cells of chondrocytic lineage. 
As described in the review by Hoffman et al., SOX9 binds to a critical consensus sequence in the collagen 2 promoter to activate its transcription. Formation of the cartilage template involves a multi-step process in which prechondrogenic mesenchymal cells from condensations prior to differentiating into matrix-producing chondroblasts. Retinoids, particularly retinoic acid, are among the numerous signaling molecules that have been implicated in this process. Efforts aimed at understanding the mechanisms by which expression of retinoic acid receptor attenuates chondroblast differentiation led to the discovery of the transcriptional activity of SOX9. That's all for this review about cartilage. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.